Welcome to a brand new episode of the Gradient Podcast. Before we begin, I would like to give a quick disclaimer. As we try to make your listening experience the best it possibly can, we here on the Gradient Podcast have been testing out new means of audio recording in the hopes of improving your experience. However, as we work out the kinks, some mistakes are bound to happen. You may notice some audio quality issues throughout the duration of this episode. As we try to make our podcast the best it possibly can, we hope you can be patient with us. Thank you for your patience, and I hope you enjoy. Due to the current political climate in America, we here at Gradient Podcast believe it is necessary for this episode to be more serious in nature. Our inspiration for this podcast was one built on both inclusivity and diversity. Therefore, it's our responsibility to ensure that all comments made this episode are appropriate for the topic at hand. The Gradient Podcast rejects racism in all its forms, and we stand with those who try to make the world a better place. With that being said, today's episode is on racial injustice within America. Racial injustice in America is nothing new. The wrongful death of George Floyd and countless African Americans continues to demonstrate the sad reality that we live in. The senseless killings of those unarmed black Americans at the hands of some corrupt law enforcement officers has become too common. What's upsetting is that not all people face these injustices equally. The disproportionate killing of black Americans is a continuous fight for both justice and for accountability. In the coming week after the death of George Floyd by a law enforcement officer, Many protests have sprung up throughout the entirety of the United States of America, including those in New York, Florida, Kansas, Washington, D.C., and almost any other metropolitan area. Now, the error with some of these protests is a select few have decided to have a more violent nature, and those are the few that have been more covered by the mass media. While most protests, and hopefully all, are peaceful, Some of them include lighting things on fire and looting certain stores. Mm. There's a a reason that the Founding Fathers made the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights that of free speech and of the right to assembly. Free speech and protesting and standing up for what you believe is an integral part of America and its values. And that's why I think, personally, that, that that it's important that these people are able to protest for what they for what they believe in and stand up for for what they for what they know is right. Protests in America are something that's always been a method of activism and political change. And what we see here in the status quo is that people are using it in the same way. And it's very similar to things we've seen in the past where people are tired of being ignored and tired of their wishes for the world to be a better place to be not listened to and thus they choose to do these protests. Now, there's a major difference between protests and riots. Protests on one hand are something you do to convey a message, something you do to get support for your cause. A riot on the other hand is classified with violence, a riot on the other hand is classified with a confrontation between two different sides. But the matter of fact is, these protests were meant to be peaceful. The Founding Fathers enacted this principle in order for views to be heard, and to spread more peace and positivity within the land. Now, a lot of people have been recently taking advantage of this ideal. Some believe it's because um, the peaceful protest doesn't exactly get their point as sort of 
put out as they need to. But a lot of other people are sort of jumping on this status quo just for the mere sake of rioting and for the mere sake of destruction and living out their purge lifestyle. Would you say that it's important for us to differentiate between what is a protest and, and what is a riot? I think that's the most important thing at stake here because one of them is in hopes of enacting peace and the other one is in the essence of violence and negativity because in a negative situation, adding more negatives doesn't create a positive. We've always heard the saying, two negatives does not make a positive unless it's in math. You can't condone violence. A response to violence should never be more violence, but you definitely do have to see where these protesters are coming from. It's just countless years of being ignored, clear problems existing in society that the people who had the power to make the change just choose to ignore. That's not something you can do. You can't ignore... When people get upset, they're going to make themselves heard. And the way they're doing it now, through violence, may not be the best way, but 100% that these people are making themselves heard. It's more than ever, this issue has become a clear issue. And if people don't rise up to the occasion to push for change and people don't actually make the change happen, then it's no longer a fault with the protesters. It's a fault with the people who have the power to make change. Right. It's important to to note that the leaders of the current protests have condemned the the current violence and 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 looting that that's gone on uh namely uh terrence floyd who was the the brother of george floyd the victim that uh that that most people believe uh, reinvigorated these uh these protests uh he came out earlier uh, on the day of this recording condemning uh the violence and looting that, that has gone on and urging people to not only protest peacefully but to uh, protest by voting uh, this coming november Yes, but these individuals taking their their anger out at the innocent is not the correct way of doing things. You see all these people rioting and looting all these stores, and the owners of these stores, who are the ones who essentially lose in the situations, aren't necessarily the bad ones in the situation. Obviously, we don't know their entire mentality. We don't know them as a person. They may be bad, but we can't just assume that. It's, again, guilty, innocent to proven guilty. I apologize. And that's a principle that structures the entire justice system and the entirety of America. Now, these looters and these rioters who are going in and like looting these stores and burning down and causing damage to everything that most innocent people own is just sort of like negating this principle. And I, I see it as ethically wrong. It's the loss of property cannot be put over the loss of human life and the message of these protesters is something you can't ignore you can't ignore for the people the destroying of other people's property is not okay the violence is not okay but the message that they're trying to send and the message that they are pushing is something that can't be overshadowed by the violence that's actually happening because property can come back property is something that you may lose it but it's replaceable what isn't replaceable is the countless amount of lives and countless amount of people who have died to the hands of racial injustice in this country. That's what I find is is one of the bigger issues that we that we face today in America is that uh, too much now we have uh, we have valued personal property and capital over the over lives. Uh, we we saw that with 
the with the with the coronavirus par- pandemic that's still going on today, and we see that with the protests where uh, people are more worried about their businesses than they are about the lives that are at stake as of right now. And I, I completely understand that these people like they most people don't want to just riot and loot for the sake of doing so. A, a majority of them want to do so to enact change because they realize that the peaceful protest as much as it helps isn't driving the change in the desired way but you have to think that there there has to be more ways in order to get your voice heard i feel like many people stray away from sort of this middle ground because other like aside from like a protest or a riot what's the middle ground what's in between isn't so definite it's not like an event it's like more of a fluid topic. It's it's talking to someone and giving a pitch to them, someone who can do something or a group of people who can do can like enact any form of change. That is what I would argue is the most efficient way to enact this reform. And I think that of course the lives are more important. Infrastructure can be rebuilt. It can be replaced and it can be and it can be adapted. But a life cannot. A life can never be replaced. And that's what needs to be remembered right now. But there are better ways to get your voice heard and to spread this message. 100%. And we definitely need to look back to what the root cause of this violence is. And we have to turn back to this police brutality. What are your guys' thoughts? I think that police brutality, in any essence, any discriminatory sort of like act of violence by a police officer is just essentially wrong on all levels. Right. There, there's no there's no reasonable way for someone to argue that police brutality is the right thing to do because it never is. Uh, the 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 goal of the police should and always sh- it always has been and always should be uh, to protect and serve the citizens of this country. And when it comes to police brutality, that that goal is broken and it is and it is it is almost uh, what's what I'm looking for. It's uh, the goal is demonized. Where instead of protecting and serving, they are they are hurting, and endangering those they are they are meant to protect. It's an important distinction that not all police are bad. There are police that are here to protect and serve, but the issue is that they are going to continue to be overshadowed by the police that demonstrate racism, the police that demonstrate discrimination. These police that are that rep- these police represent the department as a whole. These police represent police across America as a whole. And if police continue to be racist, America is not going to change their views on police. America is going to continue to think that police are causing this violence and they're going to be skeptical. They're going to be worried that racist police are going to exist near them when it's jeopardizing the integrity of the police department. And the only way for that integrity to come back is for the police department to actually be responsible and remove these racist police from our system right and it's also important to add that uh law enforcement officials who are complacent uh with with their co-workers that are that are uh purposely targeting minorities though those who are uh knowledgeable but choose to ignore and are ignorant of uh other police officers that are doing the wrong thing those are still bad cops if you know that something is wrong and you are someone who can report that and you choose not to it is your fault that it continues to happen and you need to do something to stop it could not have been said better a hundred percent choosing 
to ignore the problem. If you see something, if you see this injustice being committed and you are a police officer, by choosing to do nothing, you are in a sense condoning what is happening. Even if you think it's wrong, by choosing to do nothing, you are condoning the actions of the people who do things that are wrong and it looks bad not on you, it looks bad on the department that you represent. Yeah, and the and the police and police officers as a whole, as an organization in, the, in this country. It's really important to realize that it's not just George Floyd. This isn't something, this isn't a recent event, a recent problem. It's something that's gone back decades of time. You have to pay attention to people like Trayvon Martin. There are so many people who have lost their lives to the hands of corrupt individuals and corrupt police in our police force that you can't choose to ignore. And this really brings us to the point that racist people exist and by bringing in new better police you can help confront those racist police from the inside but you also have to root out those racist police discrimination is a crime and the only way we can solve for this issue is to not allow better police to come in because that's not going to solve the issue we need to take the police that are discriminating the police that are dis police that are discriminating we need to take them out of this police force so stuff like this doesn't become the norm yes and police training in this time and again sort of push down the throats that their goal is to re to reiterate to protect and serve and those instances of police brutality are in many ways the exact opposite of their goal it is best said by the words of desmond tutu saying that if you are neutral in situations of injustice you have chosen the side of the oppressor. Yeah, that that quote's really important, and I think one of one of the bigger goals and hopes of of the current protest is is uh is police reform. Uh, specifically, something that I would like to see is uh, reform in the education of police. Um, right now, I can't speak for every police department in America, but uh, on average, it takes about six months of trainings for officers to become uh, to go on active duty. Um, compared to European countries like Germany, where it takes two years of training, there's a clear difference uh, when it comes to the uh, quantity of training. But what's also important to note is the quality of training. I think a, a, a lesser focus on physical apprehension and a, and a larger focus on uh, consoling and comforting uh, those who are um, who are in trouble should be a, a a larger part of police training because moving forward that would allow less incidents like we saw with 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 incidents like the one we saw with with George Floyd uh, making sure that those kinds of scenarios never happen again 100% another really important talking point is the media coverage of all of this you it's important to realize what exists what is being shown to you and what you can do to help the cause, right? You brought up this great point about media coverage and how what we see are these bad police. But there are good police that exist. And when it comes more specifically to things like protests and riots, a lot of times what you're going to see in the media is the negative things. And we can't not pay attention to the negative things because it's the negative things that are going to bring light to the real issues in society. But it's also important to realize that there are good things going on at the same time. When it comes to protests, we see peaceful protests in places like Los Angeles. We see peaceful protests in other places where 
when the media focuses on the negative aspects of these things, it's going to overshadow and completely block out the good things and the good people trying to do good things in this world. And to like essentially add on to this statement, those few corrupt, discriminatory police officers are, as seen by mass media, the ones that are representing police as a whole. Honestly, like, there are, like, in, com in a comparative, like, aspect, the amount of, like, good police officers are, like, exponentially greater than the amount of, like, corrupt police officers who are doing these bad, like, things. But it's never shown on media, like, all of these, like, good cops doing their job and helping people and making the world a better place. Rather, media is covering only those select few cops in order to sort of expound their story and, like, make a statement because essentially that's their job. And I feel like that's sort of a catalyst for the problem. From, from what I, I found while watching the news, um, a majority of the reporting of the of the protests happened uh, in Washington D.C., Missouri, and New York, which are considered to be the three most uh, violent places in terms of the riots that are going on right now. Um, so, I've so what that what that tells me personally is that uh, the news is more focused on the violence than it is on the peaceful protests. There, as Jaden had previously mentioned, there are pr plenty of peaceful protests, uh, namely uh, occurring in places like um, Kansas and, and yeah, and Los Angeles, as Armand and Jane had mentioned. Uh, but that's not what the media is focusing on. The media is focusing on uh, the violence and the flashbanging and the, uh, the the pepper spray and the rubber, the rubber bullets. They're not focusing on the people. Yeah, especially especially the tear grass. The, the people, the people, the media isn't focusing on the peacefulness. They're focusing on what's on the violence because that's what gets more people to watch. Yes, but in a media perspective, what sort of story drives more like attention to their like page? And I understand it obviously like the good instances should see more appreciation and like much more appreciation than the bad instances. But it's, it's sort of the media's job to address the story at hand. And that's kind of what they're doing, but it's kind of like a root for the problem at the same time. It's more, it's not at all, the media's role is not to, the media's role is to report on what's going on in society. The media has the power, and they abuse the power to pick and choose what they want to report on, but it shouldn't be that way. We see, we can't, belittle the negative things and just overshadow them with the good things but what we can do is pay attention to both the good pay attention to the bad things and take example from the good things for future endeavor and future protests and future things that have the same goal in mind future use the bad things to drive society into a more positive connotation use the good things to drive society into the more positive connotation both are great ways Look at the implications of choosing to portray the negative things. When you only portray the negative things, you're portraying the people who do them in a negative connotation. And for the people that see these protesters, protesters only in a negative connotation, that's a bad look on the positive message that, that they are trying to spread. The people who are protesting, the they come from different backgrounds because we all want the same thing. It's not... Uh, crazy it's not a crazy goal to want 
equality in society and want to remove racism and remove the structural inequality that exists. But when you only focus on the negative, it's going to take away from their message that is positive, and you're going to see violence after violence when we only focus on the negative, and it's going to make these protesters look like they are the bad ones in this situation when what all they are trying to do is push for push for a message that is positive for the future of America. That's what drives the attention, and that's kind of like, it's sort of like empowering the negatives, because when it comes to media, like, sort of showcasing an event, it can be taken in two ways. It can be taken in the way to sort of empower people to stop change, or empower those who have done the negative things in order to make a statement or to make more, uh, make their statement more well known. Regardless of how this plays out, the situation in itself is unfortunate. I mean, really, not a great scenario. The the unjust killings of, of black men and women and the the violence that's occurred because of it is not something that any of us here uh, are are in favor of, and, and and we condone it entirely. To those affected by the situation at hand and what caused the uprising of all these movements and protests and riots, we are truly sorry, and we hope for the best for you in the future uprisings, and we're sending our best wishes. It's important still to mention that the coronavirus pandemic is still a, a present issue and has not gone away. So if you, if you are someone who is unable to, to protest because of your condition and the, the outbreak of, of coronavirus, here are some alternatives that you can take that still allow you to social distance. First, you can write a letter to a congressman or a state senator or someone of any authority which may have any ability to reform the situation and achieve the goal of the movement. You can donate to different charities and other foundations that work to remove this racial injustice, such as the Black Lives Matter Foundation. Mm. And finally, simply get the discussion started. Uh, host an online forum with friends or family and talk about this issue with people that you, that you know and trust and get the word spread. Our final words to all those who continue to fight for change. Thank you for trying to make the world a better place. Racial injustice has no place in society and no place in this world. We cannot remain complacent to the clear problems that exist in society. As we said before, there are many ways to push for change. If you can't protest, write your representatives. Vote for elected officials who will fight to remove racial injustice, not just on the national level, but on the local level as well. Donate to charities and foundations that support the cause and support the cause that you stand for. You have the power to create change. Thank you for watching this episode of Gradient Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Gradient Podcast. Follow us on YouTube and to hear more from us. Make sure to look out for our new series, The Gradient After Show, where you, where, where you can find exclusive personal opinions on the topics that we discuss in the Gradient Podcast episodes. With that said, I'm Evan. I'm Armand. And I'm Jaden. Thanks for watching. Thank you.